I know Scott's very good at that kind of shit. Like he interviews. What I, what, what I love about Scott yeah. is the first time I met him, he literally said, I do not care about the money. He's yeah. like, I don't monetize. And see, he goes, I don't monetize my blog. Yes. He's like, I I have a day job. Mm-hmm. This is what pays my bills. This is what I if I'm not doing my job, this is what I'm doing anyway. Yeah. He's like, so it, it's not it's not like I have to force myself to come up with content. It's like, hey, I have this cool thing I just shot. Yeah. Check this out. Well, and I think that's the thing yeah. for him is like, and I think that's why he he mentions it a lot. Like, also, if you're listening, like, you owe me twelve fifty. Yeah. Uh, Vegas is very big on name dropping. That is huge. When you're waiting outside a club and you walk up and you're like, oh, I know Jake Allen, they'll like immediately let you in there. I said that yesterday. My, yeah, my man, my man, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you familiar with Industry Night? No, no, no. So, in, Whoa, so every, you know industry night? So oh, every, okay, so every nightclub, Sunday through Thursday on the strip has to give one weekday where they let all of the industry workers and locals in for free and you get comp tables. Whoa, whoa, so, whoa, 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 whoa. What? Yeah. yeah. What? So that's how it's they, a that's, thing. That's, Even strip clubs have like have like Sundays or, or like construction industry nights, bring your local 12, 10 Carter, whatever it is. And seriously, dude, like you get wings and a lot dance. It's a thing, <laughs> dude. It's a real thing. Yeah, that's is why Vegas locals are get swelled. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So let me let me ask you on those nights that yes, that I happens, had a last No, it was wings. Having cards is a foolproof system. It's also illegal. It's not illegal. It's frowned upon, like masturbating on an airplane. I'm pretty sure that's illegal too. Yeah, maybe after 9/11, where everybody gets sensitive. Thanks a lot, Ben. What's up, folks, and welcome back to the Vegas Confessions Podcast. This is episode 71, and man, again, we got another special treat for you. This one, I got to sit down with two Vegas locals. One was Jake, who also has a podcast called The Guest List Podcast. He lives in Las Vegas, was born and raised in Las Vegas, and interviews people in the Las Vegas industry. He's a down-to-earth guy. This guy was a pleasant surprise. So much great stories, brought so much great content to this interview. And again, I can't wait to sit down and chat with this dude in the future when I get back. And the other gentleman we sat down with was Russ. So again, also a Vegas local and also on Twitter, but again, a listener of the podcast and decided to come out and hang out. So we was looking forward to hanging out with him and turned out that him and Jake were already friends who had never met. And he was a listener of his podcast as well. So it was really cool that, you know, we had two podcasters hanging out with an actual listener of both. And it was a freaking blast. We went up to the room there at Plaza and chatted for about an hour. And none of this got recorded video-wise. We did all audio just because we were sitting down, enjoying ourselves, and just having a natural conversation. And I did let the guys know, hey, I'll record some of this, you know, some of the good parts I'm going to throw in there. And they're like, oh, yeah, go ahead. So, again, guys, enjoy this. Listen, this was a freaking blast. I can't tell you enough how many laughs we got throughout this interview so i do got to mention there is a little noise from the room next door they were partying getting ready to vegas and you know that's understandable so but again it doesn't make too big of a deal in the episode and not to forget to mention the information that you get along the way of this interview the the stories the content that comes out of this one is mind-blowing between the industries they're working in everything they have going on and the stuff they get to tell you in return you know so it's really neat and this is why I like going to places, meeting different people, because you learn so much, right? 
So one thing I did want to mention before jumping into the interview is now that we're doing the YouTube side of things, we've been getting a lot of love from you guys, you know, especially some of you folks who are like, you know, I'm hesitant to even jump on the YouTube stuff, but now that I did, I'm glad I did because we're throwing a lot of clips, images, videos, vlogs are coming, all kinds of different stuff's coming. But seriously, I have so much content, I'm like wrapped up in work, like I don't even know what to put out next. It's pretty exciting to be honest. I'm glad I went out there and got jam-packed with all kinds of content for you guys. But now that we're on YouTube and, you know, we're doing that stuff, there's been some channels that I think are worthy of mentioning. And, you know, I'm really enjoying their content. And we've mentioned folks like Pomsey and we know Matt Bridger and we have a lot of friends like the Ben Heaths and a lot of other folks in town and a lot of other folks when they come into town, right? But I'm going to refer you guys to another couple channels that I really recommend you guys check out because the videos are smooth, they're very fun to watch, and I'm pretty sure you're really going to enjoy these people. So the first one I'm going to mention is a gentleman by the name of Mark. He has a channel on YouTube called The Other Me, and it's all Vegas content, and you guys will be blown by this guy's content. It's really good. He's very down-to-earth, as you can tell, and he's just an everyday person living his life in Las Vegas. And it's really cool because he goes to a lot of different places with his buddies and puts up some really quality content. So we're checking out his channel, and I look forward to chatting with him. I've reached out to him. I'm reaching out to all the YouTubers, bloggers, you name it, people in Vegas, in the industry, you name it. I'm going to get them on the show at some point. That's what I'm looking forward to. That's why we do this, right? That's what, that's what I like to do is finding out their story. And the other one I recommend you check out, folks, is Vegas Insight. And the reason I'm mentioning this one is because I just discovered this channel, and it basically tells you everything about all the different people who do vlogs of Las Vegas. So I recommend you guys check out the channel. You may even stumble across some vloggers that you may not have known of. And I am stumbling across a lot of people, not only upon this channel, but just in general, like the other me, there's a whole group of vloggers, you know, that I haven't met and ran across. So I'm excited to go out and meet all these new people. We're checking out some of these channels, guys. And again, the love, the community, it's all much appreciated. So again, to the Vegas Insight YouTube channel, we appreciate you guys. We just noticed we got added to the list. So again, I thought I'd mention you guys anytime we're added to any kind of list. That's always exciting. Good or bad, I guess. <laughs> so again, thank you guys for considering us and adding us to your channel. That means a lot. So with that being said, let's jump into the interview. So what's up, guys? We're back in the room and I got two very special guests. I told you that I had interviews lined up and today I got behind spending four hours at Omega Mart, which was freaking awesome. As you guys can tell by some of these videos that I'm gonna put out, I had a blast and left there still clueless. It is, it is ridiculous. But I do wanna introduce you guys to two awesome people. Guys, I tell you about making these connections and hanging out with people and meeting new people all over town. Today I met two and Jake, blew my mind. Jake blew my fucking mind because not only did we get together and I told you guys, yeah, I'm always interested in meeting other podcasters and stuff. So we started talking over meal and he, he says, we're going to this place. Jake, I'm, I'm stuffed, bro. Vegas I, test kitchen, I, baby. Dude, it was so good. I can't believe you'd never heard of that I, ghost I, kitchen I, concept before. No. And so when we were walking and you're like, hey, have you ever been to a ghost kitchen? I'm like, what is that? And he's like, oh, dude, there's like seven different chefs cooking, doing their thing. I'm like, what? 
He's like, yeah. I'm like, let's go now. I'm like, yeah. Fuck, dude, we went in there. The nicest people that you can imagine. The food. <laughs> yeah, they took good care of Julian. Jolene, Jolene, the owner, uh, came she, by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got, yes, we caught an interview with she her. She gave us a good interview. We'll throw that into. Yeah, a, I true, mean, a true culinary entrepreneur. She, she was she involved in a lot of Very things. impressive. I was very impressed by her. I mean, her staff. The person working the front of the house was on top of everything. But the chefs, yeah. you can tell the pride they took in delivering their own food. Yeah, she, she was like, wait, yeah. you've never had pho before? So yes, another one of the chefs. So we ordered, right? Jake ordered uh, the pizza. I ordered, pizza. I ordered a sandwich and I got some egg rolls for us. And then we're eating and we're trying to get through. I, he keeps telling me, stop talking and eat because it's going to get cold, right? And I'm like, I know, but let's keep talking. And so <laughs> out of nowhere, the lady named Christina, one of the chefs comes over and she's like, how is everything? We're like, good, good. She actually brought the fortune cookies. Fortune cookies. Fortune yes, cookies. that's what it was. She brought us the fortune cookies, and that's what created the conversation. So, how is everything? Oh, it's good. She's like, ask me, have you ever tried pho? Like, no. Why? And she's like, well, because I make northern. What did she say? It was northern. Northern, northern Vietnamese style. Where yes. it's from, but there was something, and the the noodles were different. Yes, she they were made, the, and yes. it didn't have cinnamon. Yes, and there was something else. She, that was yes, missing. she 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 made it different than the occasional pho. So these noodles are not like your ramen style noodles. They are flat and long, kind of like a a noodle for let's say lasagna, kind of uh, that that structure, very, yeah, that very texture. like rectangular. Yes, uh, and and it really good melted in my mouth and of course she comes back and she's like how was it i'm like good and she's like no you need to eat it all together so she's like grab your spoon just get it all together in there and again she had this donut version she had us dip that in. was a great that was great that great. thing I just melted it. yeah it, it was, was like a, it was like a donut without sugar on it it's like a she churro to dip sugarless it in churro. the fat yeah. yeah and yeah. eat it yeah, and it just, it was really oh, off like the charts. If you guys are in town, check this fucking place out. I can't believe I've never heard of this concept. And like I told, like I told Jolene, take some serious balls and brains to even think about, hey, nobody's doing anything. Bring them in my, under my roof, have them do their thing. And you, I mean, just from us sitting there talking, we saw the constant flow of people in and out. Mm -hmm. And I mean, they didn't all stay there, but... Every time we were talking, somebody was picking up, taking the goes, and those chefs, like I said, I you can see the pride they take in taking their own food out. So what she did, she made her own version and brought me her version, and she kind of got mad that you know I didn't finish. It. Like, why, why are you not eating? She came by, and I'm like, because we just had all this other food. She's like, I know, but she was like, I really wanted you to try it. That's the hospitality there, right? I mean, it's full circle. It comes full circle. Everybody there is really genuine. And she didn't know who I was. And then for her to offer me her dish, and she came over, hugged us, say, hey, thank you so much for coming by. Just a hell of experience. I'm glad we went down there. Thank you for picking that place. That was and very impressive. That's just one special thing about downtown is there's so much uniqueness. Well, and what happened on the way back when we're walking back? Yeah, we saw the bike riders were out. Yeah, like yeah. 200 bike riders going down the streets. I mean, I love that. I saw that last time I was here. I posted the video. I'm like, look at all those bikes. And then... We're walking and here they come again right behind us. I'm like, how cool, man. Yeah. But you said something interesting, like downtown Vegas has something different that, you know, the strip doesn't have. It's got its own vibe down here, dude. And you know, these seem like the bike groups and watching them mingle and have fun. And 
they're just out there wheeling and doing their thing free freelancing just having a blast and one of the people was hey jay yeah, it's noticed you because jake rides with them so i was like how cool and like i told you one of these days i'm running a bike i'm gonna go with you guys because yeah, that shit looks fun see. dude it looks fun that's a, a lot you know the tourists are beginning to recognize the true power of downtown yeah it's just vegas has been transitioning from the entertainment capital of the world to the experience capital of the world and no better places embellish that idea than downtown Vegas and you have pioneers like Derek Stevens and Jonathan Jossel who've been kind of pioneering that way yeah and then they're, they're running they, they are they're not stopping they're not looking back and we were talking about it amongst ourselves like we're looking over the lot next door to us and we're like well we wonder what's to come you know we're all sitting here smiling because we know something's gonna happen with the Greyhound State we know something's happening big and that'll be very exciting to see for downtown because, you know, in the back of Jonathan's mind, after he sees this big bad boy go up circuit, you know he wants to do something to get more down, more traffic down this area, I would imagine so, especially like with the whole thing on social media being the, that frontage part blocking the plaza off. So I would think he'd want more recognition, stand out a little bit more, but who knows? I'm excited because that Greyhound bus station was an eyesore for a long time. Tomorrow, more than likely, I'm going to go get some video of it, but yeah. Did you ever walk just, by it? Oh, fuck. I was always going out there to give our my extra <laughs> free food and all this stuff to all the people out there. Yeah, I always went out there, yeah. The very first day that I started here, so before Core Arena and all that stuff that you're looking at right there, yeah. that used to be employee parking lot. So I used to park, <laughs> seriously, right, like that parking lot right there is the, the city of Las Vegas parking lot right there. Uh -huh. So sometimes whenever we have Core Arena fill or whatever, like we'd park there because they don't want they don't want to take up plaza parking. Yeah. So we park in there. But my first day, I parked way the hell out there and there's like all these trains and like that's how you sell my graffiti and stuff. But I walked by the Greyhound bus station, I've got my MacBook in my backpack, and I'm like, it's first day of school. I've got like a pen in my step, man. Like, I'm walking in, and I see all these people, like, hey, man, you got a dollar? Hey, I'm trying to get to like Wichita. You got 45. And I'm like, no, sir. Like, and I just bolt, man. So, yeah, like, by the time the Greyhound station is, is gone, man, like, what already? Yeah. Already, all that the the traffic that yeah, is yeah, here that traffic is gone. gone. Yeah, yeah, we're, it's right. completely noticeable. You're right. right and the, that voice you're hearing, guys, that's Russell. Russell. Aaron. I keep going backwards. I don't know why I keep saying Aaron Russell. In my you know, who, whoever know. Aaron Russell is, he's a volleyball player. He's, <laughs> he's the bane of my existence because he dominates social media. When you search that, you bring up this guy. He's got Olympic gold medals, and I'm just like this guy over here minding my own business. But Man. yeah, like it's hard. It's really hard to, to rank for those turns. But one thing that's really cool about you, and I was telling both of you guys, is both of you guys getting to meet tonight and you guys both being in Vegas and yeah, I mean, I'm, we all got together tonight because of me, but I'm like, hey guys, I, I had points to get together with both of you guys separately, but when I asked Jake if he knew who you were, he's like, yeah, I'm like, well then let's just go fucking meet him right Wait, now. Wait, hold on, backstory is I've been baking this guy, but like way before we even took off with, with the Plaza podcast, I was like, Jake. Gotta let me be on a show. Jake, 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 Jake. It's like that, that commercial, Mike, 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 you know? No, but seriously, it, it's seriously a thing where, you know, you don't meet people yeah. until you either run into them or, and yeah. you're like, whoa, I've seen your picture on Twitter a yeah. thousand times. Yeah. So, like, or then it's like, I'm really coming over this time. Yeah. Then they really show up. You well, know? you mentioned something key earlier when we started talking, you're like, you know, 
we try to meet up with people and things happen and it's Vegas, everybody's busy. Time, you said time. Time is the one thing that's always, you know, I'm always strapped for. Even today, I told myself, I got there at 11 at Omega Mart. I wasn't going to be there but a couple hours because I knew I wanted to come get Jake. Yeah. I plan to meet you afterwards, right? So we can do our all, all do our thing. And then it got later, it got later. Next thing you know, I'm now shopping for the shit that I want and it's <laughs> even later and I'm getting here and I'm racing back and I'm like, fuck, I got to meet Jake still. I got to rush. And then... As we're eating, I'm like, no, I can't forget. I can't forget about him. I gotta make sure I message him right now so I don't forget about him because I didn't want to leave you stranded here. You know what I mean? But that's the thing is like, oh, I time. Fun, you man. start doing one thing, you can yeah, easily pass somebody. Vegas can suck, it, suck oh, in man. so fast. It's just there's so much temptation out here, especially yeah. if you're like a socialite. You know, they're like, oh, you take pictures. Yeah. You got to see this. Yeah. Oh, you're on YouTube. Yeah. Oh, come over here. And then you're just like. And I think one thing that's cool is like, I say it all the time, dude, meeting people and hanging out and making new relationships and connections in town. And, you know, I have more hosts tomorrow. I'm interviewing here at the, at the plaza and it's, it's really neat, but like, I think it's even better and more beneficial for me to say, Hey, I know this person now. Yeah, and I know this person who does this podcast, and I know this lady who runs this restaurant that has all these different chefs in, right? And it's like, okay, I couldn't say that before, but now next time we come back, I guess where my wife's going, we're going to meet these fucking people, right? Yeah. Like, then that's what it's about because I've been telling. Is, is that your thing? Like, like you met this person now, and now, like now, when you bring your wife, you're like, hey, I'm gonna show you Jonathan. Jonathan, come no, here. But like, no, you actually, just met him the last. You know trip. what's funny? You know what's funny is Jonathan. I was telling Jake the first okay. time we ever met Jonathan. A lot of people have heard this story. We were we were here for a group trip, and we were actually on the strip. We've never stayed downtown ever in our life. Nice. I only stayed at Flamingo. We like the Dirty Bird, right? So we're like, all right, well, let's go hang out with friends downtown. Let's go check it out. We've never been. So we come down, first night I, I'm walking in and I'm doing the recording. I have like a GoPro and a, my camera set up and so I'm recording everything. You're on the floor in. downstairs? Yeah, okay. I walk in and Jonathan's at the front door. Nice. And so like he sees me walking in with all this stuff and so of course security stops. Yeah, he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And so we go in there and we start talking. Well, apparently Jonathan knew of me because he saw some of my posts earlier that day. Nice. And so he knew like, the group was coming at some point, so he made it a point to come and introduce himself to the group upstairs. Sounds like Jonathan. Right? Yeah. And so, like, I was like, what the hell? And so, we're all up there, about a group of 15. He comes up, says hi to everybody, and then he sees me walking around, talking to people, interviewing, chatting, videoing, and he's like, well, what, what is it you're doing? And so, I'm like, dude, I'm, I do a podcast, but I'm making a little YouTube video. I got camera equipment. So, he's like, that's pretty cool. What's a podcast about? Well, Vegas Casino and Gambling. He's like, oh, tell me more. Right. And so ever since that moment, he tells me until this day, he's like, Jay, you and Kelly were the first people I've ever seen to come in social media, YouTube, podcast, like that type deal. Like you guys were like the first ones to like start it that I knew of. And then all of a sudden everybody's on, you know, everybody's doing it. He's like, and it's, it's big. It's I huge. Go, I, I it's go, huge here. I go, what's so whether, cool? whether you're a slot player yeah. or you're showing 
backdoor secret hangouts or yeah, you're showing right. like just where the locals go. Yeah. There's so many avenues here. Like you could do a whole show just on parking lots. Well, and I guarantee somebody's <laughs> gonna be like, I need to see where the handicap place is at this place. And you're gonna get at least 47 views. Like, yeah. you know, I don't know what, where that measures where your views are at, <laughs> but that's a base yeah. something. And, and it's just, it's one of those things where it, it's not even a quadrant. It's literally within a, a mile radius of you. There's 20 things to go do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think that's what's more more fantasizing for me is just trying to wrap my mind around that. Right. When we come out to a trip, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm the tourist. I'm going to be the first one. I'm the tourist. So when we come out, you know, we come out. Our you still feel that way to this day? All the time. Okay. Is, is that weird? I, yeah, I mean, if I guess so. You yeah. have Jonathan Zember, yes or no? Yes. Okay, so why do you feel weird coming here then? You, dude, I have the number. I used to walk through and I'd be like, like, uh, what, what Saturday Night Fever? Be like, yo, what's up? Let's go. Like, I used to walk through Denver all the time. Yeah, dude. I just, all right. I think I, I don't you know. should. I, I you should have a little pep in your step okay, when you're okay. down the floor. Well, I, I do. I mean, my thing is, is I always have an agenda. Well, I try to have an agenda I want sure. to stick to. So, like, my thing is, get in here, let's go, let's get the show on the road. So, like, if I start gambling, I'll start forgetting about a lot of other shit, especially if me and my wife are doing it together. Yeah. So, we've talked about it. We're like, hey, babe, we got to figure out parts where, like, hey, either you're going to sit here and gamble and I'm going to go talk to somebody or we're just going to go talk to somebody. And after a while, she's like, yeah, you're right. We got to we gotta make sure we put time aside. Just now you're giving up your... You used to come here and just kick it and hope to run into somebody, oh, and now you're blocking out your schedule. Well, now it's wow. like, and that's what I, and that's what I said on the recent show. Like some people, a lot of people, we come out here because it's Vegas. We want a vacation and have fun, and that's our escape. For me, it's it's turned into work, and I, I don't mind. It's 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 this a, is the it, best work ever. Yeah, it's right. Like it's a hobby. This I is really what you do. Yeah. yeah. This is work. I mean, me sitting here talking to you fucking dudes, having a good time is work. Well, I mean, you know what I mean? People per episode that is just vicariously living through you. That, so, it, it, it's a good thing, but I don't know what's a good number. You know what I mean? I don't know what all that looks like because this has always been a hobby for me. Never did I ever think, oh, well, you know, it's picked up traction. So, you know, let's let's do something where we can actually bring them all into one spot versus seven different. Why, why, why do you months. think your listeners gravitate to you? I think because they can relate to the everyday stories of coming to Vegas and the bullshit, the drama, the what, the drunks and. But I nope. think the big nope. part is nope. you go out there and talk to people. That's what I think they that's like. What it is. I think that's what they like. I think I have. I think everybody goes to go and vlog and eat at this restaurant and put slow show slot games, right, and bonuses, and that's great. But I like pizza. I like I like pizza. I want to find out the man who made that pizza, where his story's from, and how he got to Vegas. Why exactly. he likes it. Yeah. What's his favorite thing to eat when he's not working? You know, what are his go-to hangout spots when he's not on the clock? So that's what I like doing. And yeah. I don't know very many people that bring that approach. So I know Scott's very good at that kind of shit. Like he interviews. What I what, what I love about Scott yeah. is the first time I met him. He literally said, I do not care about the money. He's yeah. like, I don't monetize. He goes, I don't monetize my blog. Yes. He's like, I I have a day job. Mm -hmm. This is what pays my bills. This is what I if I'm not doing my job, this is what I'm doing anyway. Yeah. He's like, so it, it's not 
it's not like I have to force myself to come up with content. It's like, hey, I have this cool thing. I just shot. Yeah. Check this out. Well, and I think that's the thing yeah. for him is like, and I think that's why he's, he mentions it a lot. Like, also, if you're listening, like, you owe me twelve fifty. You know. I think what it comes down to is just being authentic. Is what well, that's, that's, that's what it is. Scott's authentic to himself. You're authentic to yourself. You're doing. You're not going out of your way to do something different. It's just you participating in normal activities but now it's just on record and there's equipment well, is, is gambling it. normal i mean gambling is a vice right i mean unless you're somebody that comes out to vegas frequently you're not somebody who probably looks at gambling like but everyday people in the everyday world when i work in my work world well not necessarily true majority of people i would say are not gamblers like me and my wife because we go at least, you know, a couple times a week to the casino. So we have that to also build content off. Things yeah. we see, shit that happens, jackpots, whatever it may be. So we use that too. But when you come out, and like I said, money's involved. I think it's a matter of, hey, we all know what we're going to do. We all like some of the same ideas. So, hey, well, let's see what's new or let's try it together. I think that's appealing to... That's what's appealing to me. Ever sure. since I watch people's YouTube videos, listen to podcasts, I want to find out what they like and why. Yeah. So then I can experience it, right? It gets me hyped to go next time around. So I think that's why I like finding out their situation, what it is about them that got them here, or it, were they born and raised here? That's one thing I don't find all the time. Right. Were born and raised. Were unicorns. Huh? So we're unicorns. Man. Yeah, yeah I, dude. I, so I've recorded probably 110 episodes, and maybe 20, 25 of them uh, of those guests are born and raised out here. Yes. The rest are all just Vegas yeah. transplants. So it's the same as we were talking before this about right. working at Omnia. Mm-hmm. Like out of the 250 staff members, maybe 40 were born and raised in Vegas. Yeah. The rest are just transplants. Yeah. And guys, we're 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 gonna have another episode where we talk about all of that kind of stuff, the nightlife, all of that stuff. Cause that, that was a wild conversation, mm-hmm. some of that stuff. And we don't have to go in that much detail, but just the stuff we see, right? The, the, the people that come in, like I asked you, what were the craziest weekends? How did you determine, engage, you know, what it was gonna look like? And you know, you, you brought up an interesting conversation cause you were working in the graveyard essentially. Like your, your life was a little opposite than the average bear, right? Like, cause you're going to, you're working weekends, you're up, when everybody else is yeah, asleep. Yeah, you work like, the opposite nine to five. Yeah, Literally. so it, it was a really interesting conversation. And, and, and that's, that's, what's fun, that's what's fun about Vegas. Yeah, is, that's Vegas. You know, you, you're not waking up at 7.30 and going to this place and mm-hmm. getting off at five. Like, you're just, your day is starting at five. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you're waking yeah. up, you're shaving, you're eating eggs, whatever, at five. <laughs> and you're like, I'm at 4.30, I'm hitting my stride. 4.30 <laughs> in the morning, I'm just getting going. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it, it, it's definitely a town for insomnia yeah. that's for sure yeah it's a definitely a different a different vibe for you know coming in here and living here and that's one thing me and my wife have talked about like it's coming out here and living here and i've gotten a question from plenty of viewers like or listeners who are like but if you move out there do you think you're going to lose that you know that that drive and drive you've got to go out there and go meet people i said if anything 
I think it's going to be bring even more stuff to the table because then I'm going to find out about it's a lot, a lot like, shit I don't know, right? Like, it, it's a lot like a relationship. The, right? the, the things that you love, you're going to get bored of, and the yeah. things that you hate are just going to be your new favorite things. Yeah. You don't know why, yeah. but you're just going to go do those, and then it's going to spawn, you know? Yeah. And, you know, I, switch. I don't know how you feel, Jake, but like I look at the strip now and I feel like it's like Six Flags. It's it's a it's a line. It's fifty dollars for food. I'm gonna have to buy a Batman souvenir at some point. Yeah. Like you know, I feel when people are like, "Hey, meet me at you know whatever." I'm like, "No, yeah. I don't really yeah. you know." But then okay, I'll go people watch at the atrium at, at Bellagio, or I'll go mess with people at the win. I don't care. I'll pretend I work there. Like yeah. you know, I'll make it. I'll make it. Dude, I know a lot about the win, so I'll be like, "Hey." Go over here there's this great gift shop or i was downstairs earlier and there was people trying to take pictures in front of the big plaza sign. Oh, yeah and i was like look i was like you guys have a pop socket i was like put it on the little thing and then you could stand back and she was like <gasps> and like for 20 minutes they're sitting there taking yeah. poses and stuff and i mean uh, dude i'll go do that all the time yeah. like why not like why not help make people's life that yeah. much better and like I think that's the fun part about Vegas is you get to sit back and like observe and now you know the eight best things to go do are like some stupid some weird stupid thing like that. Yeah. I know all the ins and outs of that. Like yeah. I don't know why, but I do, you know. <laughs> like you said, it's it's that thing that you know. Yeah, and I think that's what interests people is there's so many different reasons why people end up in Vegas. Whether you're a partier, whether you're a gambler, whether you're about the shows or you're just trying to get away. You're about the hotels. Everybody likes something different. So that's why I like talking to people because, you know, Jake, I'd never met. And he started podcasting a year ago. I had never crossed paths with him. And Did you just like decide that one day? You're just like sitting in a parking lot and you're like, I'm just going to podcast. Or have you always been editing video and stuff like that? Uh, actually, yeah. So my first episode was April 14th, 2020. I yeah. had no experience. I was there. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, 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 no experience. He remembers that date, yeah. right? Like, and that's what I told him. I remember the same shit. Like, I know those are the things that... Your audio out. files probably have the date, huh? So you probably know every which one. You know, let's see what it's, it's, it's like so-and-so's name, date, time, and stuff like that, huh? Well, I, I didn't... So I didn't have any experience with podcasting. Okay. I literally just did a bunch of research, but I had been a podcast consumer for a few years, and I had sat on the idea for probably two years and we were talking about this mm-hmm. at Vegas Test Kitchen but I was just after being a fan of Joe Rogan and Tim Ferriss and some of these other podcasting titans I was just like why is there nothing like this in Vegas yeah uh, all of the I realized that all of the Vegas podcasts were from podcasters who didn't live in Vegas yeah. podcasting about Vegas mm-hmm. that's the same and, thing Jonathan and, said too and I was just like why is nobody doing this from Vegas and I just threw all of my different entrepreneurial endeavors, UNLV, fraternity, you know, working on the strip for 10 years at all these different various networks across the city. Mm. And so I just started, began to sat down, sit down and talk with everyone for an hour, two hours. And now it's just kind of morphed into its own monster, but it just really highlights the same things that you were just talking on. It's like so many people come out to Vegas for so many different reasons. Mm. And there's so much opportunity out here in all of these varying degrees of industries and a lot of them are still blooming and yeah you know it's like you you just you come out here to i don't know take an office job or you move out here for your job and then all of a sudden you're like the the bathroom attendant who's making 500 dollars a night yeah, like yeah. it's just like <laughs> the way the way that life that lives evolve yeah. over a few years of just being in Vegas are just so asinine compared and, to any other city. And right? we talked about that earlier. You, you mentioned, you know, this 
it's one of the only places in the world you can just come and make money at, you know, mm -hmm. anything, anything. Yeah. You it's, don't even have to have a specific spot. You just need to be <laughs> somewhere where somebody passes and you just need to say something funny, smart, witty, pithy, whatever it is. And somebody will give you like at least 25 cents and you can just build on that. Seriously. Like, yeah, well, you could, you could just make, you could make six figures really quick. The, the thing about being a local here and working out here is not getting the money back not being consumed yeah. by yeah. this Vegas cycle, which is something that happened to me. It's something that happened to a lot of my, my coworkers. Like you get off work and then you go out to the club the days that you're off and then you therefore just give back all the money that you just did or go yeah. out to party or get yeah. consumed by, you know, drugs and alcohol mm -hmm. and just any other temptation that's out there. So that's, that's the, the tough part. But once you could kind of set yourself outside of that, and you can really use that money as a launch pad to, yeah. to really build something yeah. substantial so that you don't have to work on the strip. Like, so how, how long did that take you to, to break? Like when you, you got into that kind of lifestyle, if you will, mm -hmm. was it like 10 months, 12 months, three years? And then you just like, you had the cold turkey? Yeah. Or? So, yeah. So Julie and I were talking about yeah. this. So I, I started working on the strip when I was 18. Okay. I started working at Planet Hollywood pools, a lifeguard. That's, the, that is the number one Las Vegas local job to get from 16 to, oh, to 21 is a really? lifeguard. You make $10 an hour. Uh, you're on stand for 30 minutes. You're off stand for 30 minutes. Everyone comes in hungover. Like, it's just super <laughs> relaxed. And, That's good to know. And, and it's, it's, a real, it's a real easy way to break into the industry. When I worked at Planet Hollywood, yeah. the president at the time started out as a lifeguard. Wow. and worked his way up really? to become president. That's really? the thing with, like, the Las Vegas industry yes. is yes. that... They groom you no matter what position, and you can always work your way upwards as long as you stay consistent in what you do and you put the time in. That's the number one true value of the Las Vegas Strip. You said that earlier, and I was like, Jake, this is the third time I've heard this, this trip. Like, and it's a thing. If you're in the industry, you're going to make it because you either won, like we said, you know somebody, or you got in early and you've just been grinding and you're moving all your yeah. all the way to the top. It's, what, what, it's what? almost like that thing, like if you have it stamped in your passport, like you're guaranteed somewhere. Yeah. There, you know, if you've worked hospitality yeah, at right. one casino, there's another casino that Wait, needs yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you have some kind of track record or like a letter of recommendation, then you're gonna go there. And now you know two different hotels, yeah. how their styles went, and then you're gonna absorb that. And if you spend any time, uh, uh, like any time there, now you know guests and whatever. Then when you move, now you have people following you. And yeah. you know, like you can build that without even paying attention. Yeah, it's weird. Crazy. Yeah, you, you can build a base. Uh, Vegas is very big on name dropping. That is huge when you're waiting outside a club and you walk up and you're like oh i know jake allen they'll like immediately let you in there i said that yesterday my, yeah my man my man <laughs> don't work <laughs> <laughs> one of my off-sanity said this on my podcast and he was like uh a referral will get you the job but your work ethic is what's gonna help you keep the job basically right? yeah so basically uh, okay, you yeah. know if yeah, you know yeah. somebody it'll get you hired right but you still have to work right once you're in there right. literally uh, literally if my story here yeah yeah that's that's how that's how vegas works it's, it's it's built on relationships and it's built on trust and when you refer somebody literally every single vegas application the first thing it says is referral at the top like even before putting your name on on really on the applications at the top, it's like 
name and employee that referred you. Yeah, wow. it's like all the the nightclub jobs, the pool jobs that I had. It's there's literally a referral. That's who they sure. want. They want to be able to vet you. Yeah. But then that person that you put their name for, like, <laughs> then, yeah, yeah. You know, they're they're vouching for you. If right. not, that comes back. Yeah. There's times where I I referred people to get hired on me, and they got hired and inevitably yeah. quit or fucked up or something like that, and then it just looks bad on you. Yeah, it's, it's what it. What a trip, man. Like, and like just sitting here looking at you, man. Like, I wouldn't think you in the day and in the, in the night scene industry, like, I, I, I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't see it. So, like, it's, I'm sure, like, you've seen some shit. Like, that, that's 10 years, man. Do you do? We, yeah, we, we talked about this. And also, yeah, to, to, yeah, to like, answer Russell's question, yeah. So, I started working on the strip when I was 18, worked at Planet Hollywood for five years. I was at UNLV, and then I got hired. Went to auditions for Omnia. Uh, Omnia, when it was opening, there was 2,000 busers that applied and 6,000 servers. You had an audition to be a busser? Yeah, they're all, model, they're all, model, they're all model positions. Oh, so, you have to, so you have yes. to show up. If you're a dude, you have to show up shirtless and board shorts. And you have to go you in You did that? Yeah, you have to go in this room. There's an X on the ground. You stand there in front of this table with sure. people. And there's lights and they take pictures. They ask you if you have modeling experience or strip experience. Same with girls, they all show up in bikinis. And um, there's three different rounds. The next one is, you know, another shirtless one. The third one is like an actual panel. They ask you like safety questions, modeling questions, and so forth. So wow. it's really extensive, but they only hired 60 busters and 60 servers. So 60 servers out of 6,000 and 60 busters right. out of 2,000, I got hired. And a lot of those people that got hired had referrals like I had that 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 was blank that line what, 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 what a list that would be if you could get all the new recruits for like you know whatever the season is and just see like that list yeah. like what a, what a book that could be yeah. that would be a cool copy book and yeah. so I, I got consumed in it I the first I got hired 2015 I was still that was my senior year of college so I didn't go out as much 2016, I went absolutely insane. Made a, I was making a lot of money for for my age and went to like seven different music festivals across country. It was nice, partying nice. and everything like that. And 2017 got a little bit crazy <laughs> and uh, yeah, making really bad spending decisions. South by life. South, did you do South by Southwest? And I did Ultra, Electric oh. Forest, Groove Cruise, Coachella, EDC, Beyond Wonderland, God, EDC, yeah. yeah like, God, all right, all <laughs> one year. Not, not to mention going to, to surrender every Wednesday, like right. and all these other clubs because wow. the nightclubs, they do industry nights, right? Are yeah. you familiar with industry night? No, no, no. So, no. In, so every, no industry night? So, oh, every, okay. so every nightclub, Sunday through Thursday on the strip has to give one weekday where they let all of the industry workers and locals in for free and you get comp tables. Whoa, whoa, so, whoa, 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 whoa. What? Yeah. yeah. What? So that's how, it's they, a that's, thing. That's how, that's how they fill up the nightclubs yeah. during the weekdays. Oh, And so okay. then all of the girls, like Amia's industry night was Tuesday. So that's like the local and industry night. So you see like all these beautiful girls in the club and it's like all the servers from all mm -hmm. the other nightclubs yeah, 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 and club, restaurants yeah. and stuff like that and so every nightclub has signed a contract where they each have an industry night yeah. one day at least sunday through thursday even strip clubs do even strip, strip clubs have like yeah. have like sundays or are, are like construction industry nights bring your local 12 10 carter whatever it is and seriously dude like you get wings and a lot dance it's a thing <laughs> dude it's a real thing yeah that's is why vegas locals are get swelled yeah yeah Wow. So let me let me ask you on those nights that yes, that I happens, had a last No, it was wings. Yeah, but one. So 
let me ask you. Ranch on the side. All right, go ahead. <laughs> so when when those nights happen, and it's those you know those local and industry nights, a better night tip wise, or about the same as a regular. That they're definitely less. Okay. Because, so you're giving. It's generally. To get a comp table, it's generally you have to have three guys, three women, or more. It's even ratio or better. Generally. Oh, okay. And so it's up to them to tip because the bottles are comp for free. So the standard the standard tip is twenty percent. It's about a hundred dollars a bottle. Okay. So if you're only leaving a hundred dollars for one bottle and they're only having one bottle, that's equivalent of like a five hundred dollar minimum at the yeah. table. Where it's like. On a weekend, like at Omnia, the dance floor tables are five figures. Right. So like the, the tip percentage change. But sometimes the, the girls who come in and the industry people, they understand how it works, so they'll tip more. Yeah. Right. On top of it. So it's a little bit more it's a little bit more of a gamble okay. where if you're especially in the buster position where the the the, the tip policies change, but at our nightclub, whatever money you hand the buster, they get to keep direct yeah, right and they don't have to put into the tip pool. So if wow. you have an off if you have an off chance of like the the industry table wants to leave a six hundred dollar tip and they give you three hundred dollars then that's different than putting six hundred dollars in the right. in the tip pool. Right. So it's a little bit more of a hit and miss, mm -hmm. but they're definitely funner nights. I, I was see, gonna say yeah, that was yeah. All, you see all your, your friends, friends, your yeah. friends that right there. You know you get to hang out. Like management's more kickback. Uh, uh, yeah, it's less tense. Where yeah. it's like you. It's kind of like it's kind of like a, a behind the scenes thing. Yeah, you're well, like I'm in this place where normally it's like you know some figure, some celebrities that yeah. way, or yeah. there's somebody yeah. performing. You're like I'm behind the scenes right now, be between rehearsals or something. But you're like I'm in Studio Fifty Four. This is cool. Right. Well, and you know, you mentioned something earlier when we were talking. You were talking about the management, right? Mm -hmm. The way they supervise everything to a T. And I'm sure those nights. Well, talk a little bit about that, like how you had to set up the tables and how yeah, everything yeah. had to be perfect. Yeah, especially because Omnia is considered an ultra-luxury brand. Like, right. Omnia was the number one nightclub in the U.S. for a few years in a row in terms of revenue and service and some other things. It was either Omnia or Excess Royce in competition to be the best nightclubs in the country. That was so, a win? What? And the the yeah. one at the win. Yeah, like we had Calvin Harris, Ed Tiesto, like all the big DJs. What, what was was Dre's or Driz? Was that your biggest competition no, back then? No, no. X, Excess and is Excess and Omni always competing? Okay. So Dre's so, was never near. No, really? it's a different clientele. Uh, it's okay. Hip hop uh, okay. performances. Okay. I mean, people tend to spend a lot more at DJs. Yeah, I can see that. I guess um, performances are longer, different crowd. They have a bigger uh, following too. Yeah. Yeah, and so. When you have an ultra luxury brand, our management, they focus a lot of importance on the table service, right? Yeah. If you have a guest who's coming in and spending five figures, they want the service to be pristine. So they do things like table time. Routine, basically. They, they, they oh, do yeah. things like table timing where they'll stand behind you and they'll make sure you go through the, the standard operating procedures. They make sure that you know you shook his hand, you introduce yourself to the head of the table after the server's walk like how fast it takes from the order to getting the bottle on the table. Like there's a lot of things that they're focusing on. And then the way of your service is then dictates where the buster is going to be placed later, like later on. Yeah, on a busier night. Yeah, yeah. Busier yeah. night. Yeah. Like the best spot is obviously on dance floor where you yeah. have a higher percentage of tip. Whereas like some of these other areas, you know, people are still spending a lot of money, but 
when you're on the strip, you want to maximize your profits yeah. for as much as possible. Yeah. And so they you're talking like, like buster, yeah, like right? you're talking like buster, like you go and like clean the table to like take the the bottle. You're like, they, and like yeah. Everything. So so everything, at, yeah. so at every okay. table there is a buster and a server, right? The server is basically the salesperson for right. the table. Right. Okay. She gets you to choose the bottle. Like, do you want to spend more? She wants to for sure or whatever. Yeah. yeah sure. Okay. Start talking with you. The buster is basically we just say it's like the WD forty of the nightclub. We're ah. the ones that are changing out the juice, the ice, we're keeping care in the back, we're I making sure that everything is flush and fluid so that it runs. Like, so you, I yeah, can't that's tell you, gotta be detailed. I can't tell you how many times, like, the ta the guests are drunk and knock the entire table over, there's ice all over oh, the floor, yeah. the floor <laughs> is slippery, and you have to clean that up, and Sorry. It, it, it's all sticky, and then you set it up, and then it gets knocked over again. again. Oh, oh, shit. Yeah, oh. Puke, puke. Yeah. Like, uh, the management, anytime there's more than one cigarette butt in the ashtray, you have to go to change it out. Like there's all kinds of different procedures wow. around it. And so Crazy, it's yeah. it's literally nonstop, right? Some of our some of the busters would wear a smartwatch. You're not supposed to wear a smartwatch, but they oh. would they would test to see how many miles you would walk in a shift. Wow. And so the nightclub would be open ten thirty, but we'd have to be there an hour early to set up and then we have to close. Right. There'd be times where it'd say thirteen hour thirteen miles at the end of a six yeah. hour shift. But... Yeah. And you're you're in crowds where you're holding a fifty right. bucket over your head, right. hoping not to, and you're slurry stuck gridlock there for yeah. like five minutes. Damn. So it's a pretty it's a pretty That's how you say you want a gym membership. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. Like, like, yeah. that's what I'm saying. When I was like Jay, you he doesn't look like the partier type. No, man. look, if if you are young and you have energy, you are gonna thrive in this town. Yeah. Yeah. And like, and the money you could make is it's more than what my college degree would ever do, and what yeah. college, college degrees would. If you're motivated do. by money, so, that's so, definitely the so, case. Yeah, too. but it's like we we're saying, it's it's a it's a job where obviously it's really hard to get into yeah. because if you're only one to three percent of the people who are trying out are actually getting hired there, it's tough. But then once you have that industry experience, you can take it pretty much anywhere because it's applied, like it's the same position. Yeah. The job is actually really easy yeah. once you understand the process. Right. Yeah, getting right. in is right. harder. Right. But, right. Get, but getting in It's like really trying to hard. be a bartender, yeah. like trying, yeah. trying to get your sheriff's card. You gotta know who to go, who yeah. to get. But Maybe you like find some backdoor bar who yeah. some guy will sign your paper or whatever. Yeah, but, but like, like that's the hardest thing in here to get. Yeah, but what, what a lot of people in Vegas, they lose of is like doing something afterwards right like you can make six figures working three days a week but how are you going to preserve that money how are you how are you going to build something else of your future right like these these positions being a model they have a lifespan like they have a short lifespan right, right. there was only there's one we have one girl that was over 40 like most everyone got hired there was like in their 20s yeah you know, so like these jobs don't last forever. So you need to be able to set yourself up for a future afterwards, right? Like you're not going to be doing this for a long time. Right. There's like, there's so many different factors. Like right. a lot of bartenders develop arthritis because of their pouring, like right. develop unhealthy lifestyles. Mm -hmm. You know, you, de you develop a, a drug addiction or alcoholism or just like, you just flat out just make bad decisions. So, or if you have enough, if you have enough people ask you, hey, do you know somebody who you go and find that person? Now you have that side business to, to go through. You know what I mean? Yeah, and so, there, so once, th once, there's too many ways to make a, a dollar here. And from here, it's too easy. It's <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, and yeah. So, and so once the strip closed down, 
I immediately realized that things were, this was going to last a long time. And so that's why I decided to start the podcast. And can you tell us a little what you like to discuss, cover, and the guests that you bring into your podcast? Yeah, yeah. So it's the guest list. Um, It was a name that I came up with, which took me a long time until one day I got home from work and somebody was like, hey, can you put me on the guest list tomorrow? And I was like, oh, that's cool. Nice. That's cool. It's just such the biggest thing. Yeah, Yeah, that's so cool. And considering what industry you went yeah, into, yeah. like it's fitting. It's After so you fitting. have like 500, you need to come up with like the VIP guest list yeah. where it's like all your top. I thought about this call. That's, like, that's like your greatest hits record. That's what yeah. it is, the VIP yeah, I list. I wanted to like, with like red velvet ropes and all of like, you know, just be all cliche about it. Yeah. But basically the, 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 the guest list, it's just, it's long form conversations. Yeah. So conversations are anywhere from 40 minutes to two and a half hours, mm-hmm. just depending on the person's time mm-hmm. limit, um, mostly with entrepreneurs, leaders, creators. I've had some industry specialists on there as well, yeah. but I've just, re- I really just wanted to highlight what Vegas has to offer, right? right. Like my, uh, my manager used to say this all the time. He used to say, Omnia is what's going to bring the guests in, but the employees are what keeps the guests coming back. That's yeah. the thing, man. And so that's true. Everything. And that's, that's it's, it's the same with, with your podcast, that's right? You want to yeah. learn about the people who are in here mm-hmm. and like what you do in your free time and everything right. like that. And I, I've, since being born and raised here and living here for 29 years, I've always heard that Vegas is going to be the next LA, but Vegas is like, it's a different, it's a different form of LA. Yeah. And so, and it's growing fast. It's the, it's the second fastest growing city in the United States. We're like the years. development LA. And then it's yeah. like, when, when we're ready to ship a product, then we just like import it to LA and like, yeah. that's LA. And then like, we're just building on the next version. We have our, yeah, like we have our glamorized version. I mean, you have the film industry, it's moving out of here and a lot of industries. And the reason why the housing market it's so hot right now. It's because all of the coming. remote workers out mm-hmm. here. That's why you like two thousand houses on the inventory. I used to and fly so- to my job in California. It was cheaper for me to live here and book a flight on Southwest early enough to where it didn't cost me enough to like live in Oakland or something like that. It was cheaper to do that than it, it like to live here than to like try to live anywhere in California. Yeah, it was that cheaper. Yeah. Easy. yeah. After 110 episodes, I've had a bunch of local favorites. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Jostle, yeah. Scott Rogan, right? Maybe. Kind of. Scott Rogan, Vital Vegas. That guy. Right? I uh, had Jolene on, who's nice, the yes. owner of Test Kitchen. So I've had some of the, the local content creators. And I've had on Michael Naft, who's the Clark County Commissioner. George Chanos, the chairman of Capriotti's. Uh, and so it's just like... Now being introduced to a lot of people who live in the city that didn't even know exists, but have been doing cool things. Yeah. So it's just like, it's a, it's a cool place to be in and to just be this like, kind of, some of my audience calls it like a Joe Rogan Vegas kind of show, right? Like, do we- I don't even see it that way at we, all. You we, have your own- We talk, we talk about, we talk about the person's backstory a little bit and kind of like what they're doing, but we do do a lot of tangents and I try to dive more into like people's philosophies and like figure out like why they think this way and to just kind of come to an understanding of some of these very like niched and nuanced things that they do. And yeah, what, like, what's your advantage? You know what I mean? Like, like, how do you see this town? What's your advantage over everybody else? Why are you doing what you're doing? Well, yeah, it's, 
it's it's a Vegas show because everyone's from Vegas and there's an attachment and the, the, I always ask everyone what does Las Vegas mean to them, mm-hmm. but it doesn't always the conversation doesn't always surround Vegas. Sure. But but Vegas is what attracts people out mm-hmm. here, but for so many different various reasons, mm-hmm. it is what it is, and so uh, to to explore those conversations, that's why sometimes if they go two and a half hours, if, yeah. if the conversation's running, then. I would just hate myself to, to cut it short, right? Yeah. The, the power of podcasting is that it cuts out the gatekeepers between some of these high net worth individuals. And now instead of giving you them you five minutes of just like a side conversation, they're giving you two hours of their time. Well, and you, then they start talking about things you don't expect them to talk yeah. about, right? And you start getting more and, and, and more into their stories and then you do it again and then again and then again and they keep coming back and you're like, Man, this is really, really cool. I've been to you five times. I've never heard that. And you're like, all right, keep going. Yeah, for sure, man. It's, it's really neat. Like, it's, it's, a, it's, you know, somebody mentioned, like, I don't know who it was, but somebody said something to the effect, like, being a podcaster means, you know, you can get the guest without being famous or something like that because people can, people want to talk on podcasts and whether, you know, you're famous or not somebody in the realm of whatever it is, Vegas, gambling, whatever it may be, is gonna listen or have something to say or be interested in that because they work in this industry. So I don't know, for me, I find podcasting fun because we just get to be us, right? We get to do what we wanna do, we get to share our experiences, meet fun people, come to my favorite place in the world. But again, like a lot of people, we come out here so much that Let's be honest, sometimes we take it for granted the people that live here and the shit that they see and some of the stuff that they like to do and stuff like that. And a lot of podcasts don't interview locals and don't go to the local spots because what they do do is we like to drink, we like to gamble, we like to do Vegas. You know, that's that's everybody's Vegas for the most part. So I don't know. I think podcasting is a way like we talked about earlier, Jake. I think it naturally draws people like minded people like yourself that rather it just it just we just need one thing in common and we start working off that one thing in common and the next thing you know we're hanging out we find out more about each other our 30 minute conversation turns into two hours right like that's 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 what's so neat about it and like i've never met you before this day right i mean i've never met you before this day we were on twitter yes we go back and forth but was there ever a weird moment about tonight everything was very i almost met you once i almost when when you were oh yeah you were here and there's like a big group thing and you guys were going to you know not in like a prison movie kind of way but there was like a big group thing that you had going on and i i left to go to something downtown something other part of downtown i call okay i call other part of vegas but i I was like minutes you went this way i went that way oh really yeah like um well, just like working here, yeah. Like, like you're saying, like, you know, one of the like, I think the cool part about podcasts is finding out how normal people are. Yeah. You know, you drive down the strip and you see Frank Moreno's <laughs> thing, and like that dude is like rad. You know what I mean? And like you see so and so's picture, and you're like, I don't even know what I'd say to that person. And yeah. I go up to them, and I'm like, Hey, what's up, dude? How's it going? I'm like. <laughs> who's smoking you know like they're just a person you know and like that's what i love about podcasts is you get someone on there and you're like this person probably doesn't say this or they're gonna hit their marks they're gonna have things they're gonna talk about and like they blow your mind and you're like 
And that's what I love here. Just the, the, the people in and out, like you said, the, there's so many people here a day given within your radius. You could walk by millionaires and you don't even know. No, you know that's, like, what, that's what's cool. So I've mentioned one time before, like these group trips that you mentioned, you know, we have these group trips and sometimes we've had group trips where like two, 300 people come out and it's fucking nuts. Yeah. Everybody's running around trying to get on the table, but we've talked about the money thing. So a lot of times, some of these guys, lawyers, doctors, judges, you know, and then there's me, right? Like just a regular fucking dude. But one thing I've never felt at a place with and no, and I've yet to this day, no matter how many times I've been at Atlantic City, Vegas with these people and I've been to group meetups, the amount you're betting, the amount of money you pull out of your wallet, the amount you lose or win or whatever it may be, nobody else in that group ever says anything about it because we all understand, right? So like, it's it's a commodity thing. Everybody's on board with it. So like, no, I mean, I, like I, the the last thing I want to do is hit like a, a lot of money and have someone running around like, oh, dude, stop, you know, my buddy just hit seventy five grand. No, so, no, no. But what I mean you know. is like, well, and, and but you don't gamble. So like, yeah. the gambling part, you gamble. I play craps. Okay, so then you might get a part of it, and it's no disrespect. I think the gambling part of. I play roulette sometimes and, okay. and, and like I'll go, I'll basically waste money. I'll go and spend 180 bucks for free drinks or whatever. <laughs> I'm not out to like no. hit, hit flushes or right. I'm not trying but to like I build content that my way. My thing is what drives me nuts is I can be playing craps with somebody who owns a business in New York. Yeah, right? but, and but, I'm but for that time being, you're all on the same level. level. Yeah. No, not even that, okay? I'll play $5 a fucking hand and they can play their 20 or whatever it may yeah. be. But at the end of the day, we're still having the same conversation, sharing or having drinks, having a good time, throwing dice. There's never, ever that. There's weird, no disconnection. There's never, ever that judgment. Way. I've never seen it. And that's one thing that's really cool because, and it's not just gamblers. I mean, it's people we go to the restaurants with yeah. when we order food, let's say, Hey, somebody orders something very expensive. Nobody's like, damn, right? That doesn't happen because we're all out here to experience it together, I think. And that's what... No, and so that, that's, what, that's what Vegas is about, right? Yeah, Vegas, is, you know, Vegas is built about networking. The yeah. whole town is built on networking, right? Vegas, Nevada in general is generally ranked 48th or 49th in education, but what it's not, but what it's, but, 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 but the caveat is what's not, what's not a statistic is the amount of entrepreneurs out here, the people who are making college educated incomes without yeah. having a college education right the people who are down on fremont street making a thousand dollars every time they come out here the the bathroom attendants who are making five hundred dollars a night right that's not a statistic yeah but they do want to say that your 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 high school education is supposed to equate to the person that you're going to be, be yeah, that you're going to yeah, be yeah, i get you and, and so that that's the beautiful part about Vegas. and you mentioned a great part with the school system so me, I've met, I told you guys, me and my wife, we've talked about moving out here, you know, maybe not Vegas, but somewhere in the, but the one thing that we always look at is the school thing, it's, you know, it's, it's a real thing. And then, and, and that's why we're like, yes, we know we're paying a shitload in taxes, but do we want to do that to our kids too? Like, yeah, we want to get here, but how fast guys, like this has been a blast. Like, I'm glad I got to meet you guys yet. 
me and you, we're going to have to do a collab where we sit down and interview each other. Yeah, you're coming just, on to my show. Dude, just you're from tonight, to just from tonight, well, I know we're going to talk. Like, <laughs> I know we're going to be hitting each other with questions back and forth because, I mean, like, we tried to eat and we never really got to eat because <laughs> we're talking. So I, I like that, right? Like, that's why we do this. So, and again, like, meeting people is one thing but meeting somebody who does what you do right it, it makes it a little sweeter so it's been a pleasure dude this is fucking awesome your recommendation for to go eat was out of this world and i mean coming back with you seeing the bike thing and you being like oh those are my people and people being like hey jake <laughs> i'm like how fucking cool is that like it, this has been a really fucking honor, dude, to just yeah, hang out with you, dude. It's, it's fun. A, it's a pleasure to hang out. Like I said, I know we're going to, to meet up more and say oh, yeah. with the meeting rest, even though oh, yeah. we've been in the same town for, for years, even though we've been messaging, what, a year probably since I started the podcast? But, I think so. But, but you're the common denominator, right? You get to bring us together. Hey, and, I, yeah. And now we all, we, all get to have, we all get to have a, a good night and hang out. So, yeah, like I, I said, at now, since I live in the Arts District, I'm bringing you to the Arts District and I'm um, introducing you to one of the, the biggest and blooming areas of the city and then you get to be on the guest list. I'm excited. I'm excited. <laughs> Russ, thanks for coming to hang, Thank you. This is a freaking blast, dude. I'm glad I got to meet you guys, but like seriously, I didn't think it'd be this much fun. Freaking honor. I'm excited to come out and spend more future trips with you guys because I know we're now that, I mean, Jake, I know you're a eater now. You know hey. different spots. Well, I'm sure it's going to be on. Russ, you know I'm a If you want to learn anything about the plaza, you, back secrets uh, or whatever, you know, I'm your guy. You know it's coming. You know it's coming. You're a fucking open book, and I like that. I'm I like very that. open book. The, the same way, like, when I went and met him, like, very talkative. When I saw you, you're like, arms wide open. What's up? I'm like, oh, yeah. fuck. I love that, dude. So, seriously. Why show up and be like, no, I'm not. I'm just going to be secret. Like, man, you got to have fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I'm glad you guys came to hang out. Thank you again, dude. Dinner yeah. was great. I mean, great recommendation. Uh, this has been a blast. Guys, go listen to the Guest List Pod. Make sure you guys send him some love over there. Follow him on Twitter and let him know, hey, you guys heard him on the Vegas Confessions podcast, and I will be recording with him in the future, too. Fuck, we still got one more day, and I have so much work to do when I get home, you fuckers. <laughs> Talk to you later, guys. How freaking fun was that, guys? And probably my favorite part is just, seriously, it was a natural conversation. That's what I thought was the best part for me. And those are some of my favorite moments is just kicking back, relaxing, enjoying, and just having a good time with people. So again, I want to thank Jake and Russ for coming on. And if you want to follow these guys, give them a follow on Twitter. You can find Jake over at the Guest List Pod, and you'll be able to find Russ at Enrique Russ on Twitter. And remember, guys, if you guys want to reach out to the show via Twitter, you guys can tag us, mention us, at Vegas Confess Pod. And if you enjoyed this episode, do us a favor by sharing it all over your social media platforms and letting people know about what we like to do here. And keep an eye out for our next episode where we sit down with Mike from Jesse Ray's Barbecue and I have a little chat with him. It was a short one, but it was a good one. And you know what they say, I'm here for a good time, not a long time. <laughs> Again, I want to thank you guys for listening and until the next episode, folks, cheers.